0: Check 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 check. <clears throat> hey y'all, and welcome to In Kailen Color. Nah I'm your host Kendra, and I'm here to tell you all about true black crime. I want to bring the light, the unheard, and pushed down stories of black serial killers, lesser known murderers, and true tales of crime scene cleanup. The danger in ignoring black victims and perpetrators is not only in the devaluation of black life, but also in ignoring systematic oppression that makes black people more vulnerable to violent crime and less likely to receive justice. I'm not saying let's celebrate black crime, but let's just bring some light to it and let the people know what's really happening. True crime is horrible. Luckily, I'm not. Here we go. These are their stories. Hey, y'all, welcome back to another In Killing Color episode. This is episode number eighteen. And today we're going to talk about a serial killer because those are my favorite to talk about. And his name is Nico Jenkins. I'm sure you probably have heard about that and I'm 100% sure you've seen his pictures. But if you don't really know details, we'll get to that. And then by the end of this episode, you will know. Let's get to it. When you're 15 years old, you're usually just kind of like hanging out with your friends, playing video games, kicking it, doing a bunch of nothing, actually doing nothing you're supposed to be doing. However, Nico Jenkins was completely different than every other teenager that I've ever kind of mm, researched on. So by the age of nine, he was already diagnosed with his first mental illness of schizophrenia and... By the age of 10, he was behind bars serving a 189-year prison sentence on a carjacking charge. hmm I'm going to rewind that for you real quick. I said the age of 10, he was already in jail for carjacking with a 189-year sentence. I want to know what type of carjacking you were doing to warrant 189 years in jail. That's also not my business. So we're just going to keep going. So uh, Nico only served 10 and a half years before he actually got out of jail on July the 30th of 2013. Now, (laughs) within one month after he got out in 2013, after being in jail since he was 10 years old, Another heinous crime spree would put him back in jail. Now, he was claiming that he was acting under an Egyptian serpent god. He says, what's the guy? His name is, what is it? I can't even pronounce it. Apophis. Apophis. Which is like an Egyptian god that kind of looks like a snake. So he's represented by like a snake. Kind of looks like a cobra. That's who he said told him to unalive all these people. I'm going to bring that word over here because everybody hates it and I'm going to bring it over here. The God Apophis told him to unalive four people in Omaha, Nebraska in August of 2013. So around 5 a.m. on August the 11th, um, a police officer found two bodies inside a Ford pickup truck and it was two men. Um, I'm not going to butcher their names. so I'm going to say their first names, Juan and Jorge. They both had been shot in the head And they had been lured to this parking lot under the premise that they were going to have get some cheeks from Nico's sister. So we have Nico doing these things, but we also have his sister in the midst. It gets better with family as well. We're going to get into that. So a couple days later, on August the 19th, around seven in the morning, a convenience store worker saw that she found the body of one person named Curtis Bradford in a detached garage. Now the day before Jenkins, you know, he was active on Facebook at the time because he was still kind of like mentally a child, whatever. He had posted a picture of him and Curtis on his Facebook page. They had their surveillance videos of where they went to a hotel, kicking in the hotel room, taking pictures, throwing up gang signs, but all that good stuff. And uh, he actually unalived that man as well. Under the premise that he was going to get some cheeks from Nico's sister again. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the only victim of all four that Nico actually knew. And not only did his sister help him, but his mother, Lisa, and his uncle were also involved in all of these things. His mom provided him with the ammunition for the guns and the actual gun. His sister was the one who was luring the guys there in hopes of getting chiefs. And she was a very pretty girl. So understood because Nico is not an ugly man. His mama was pretty decent looking and his daddy was pretty cute. But I did see an actual family tree. And there's like in an immediate family of 12, eight of them. Were felons. In an immediate family of 12. There was 8 felons in the family tree. Mama. Daddy. Sister. Nico. Uncles. And Nico was the worst one. Of course. So. They said that um, Lisa. His mom. She was charged with accessory. After helping him buy Like I just said. Buy the ammunition. Lisa got 10 years. And then another 10 to 24 months in additional convictions with whatever else she had going on, because I guess she was doing a lot. Now, Erica, who was Nico's sister, she um, petitioned the court to change her name to Illuminati e Goddess Erica Prestige. It's giving House of Prestige, Ballroom Realness. um, I'm walking my first category tonight, and this is my name. (laughs) Either way, girl, you going to prison and she actually got life. <laughs> so, Illuminati your ass in the jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> so, the next victim was found on August the 21st around 21st, around 2:15 and her name was Andrea Kruger, and she was found shot a couple of times. Now, I remember watching watching this on I don't know if it was ID channel and I listened to it on a couple other podcasts. Um, Andrea was leaving like a like a Burger King or something like that. And she was in a, like a van. And she says that somebody walked up to the van. It was a nice looking guy. Walked up to the van, asked for something. She didn't give it to him. So the person walked off, she drove out and tried to get out of the parking lot. He came back and basically like snatched her out of the car from the window. Yum. Drags her straight out of the car. Now, she was lying in the middle of the road and she had like like multiple gunshot wounds to her face, neck, all with a 12-gauge shotgun. So not only did he accost her in the parking lot while she was trying to get some food, he dragged her out the window and shot her a bunch of times as well. And they have surveillance footage of her because she was a bartender leaving her job at this place called the Deja Vu Lounge around 147. And so she went to get her food after work. because I understand, bartender, you got to get you some food after you get off work. But who knew you was going to be snatched out the window by a serial killer that stole your truck after he did it? <sighs> so all this stuff happened within a span of a week and a half of him getting out of jail after doing a 10-year bid, a 10-and-a-half-year bid. So he went in at ten. he got out. he was twenty one twenty two maybe maximum <laughs> i don't I, like obviously there was no rehabilitation done there was no i understand you have mental illness, but it's like what um what are you what that's what <laughs> like it's what y'all didn't do shit in there for him kept him caged up and made everything worse. And he got out and was like in a rage because all this happened within a span of one week, like I said. So on August the 30th of 2013, he was arrested again on unrelated charges. Now he was making terroristic threats at this point. And it was more so like he was uh, praising that Apophis God thing he was talking about. He was doing stuff like that. And once they took him to jail, they questioned him about all the evidence that was piling up against him for the recent murders that got out. So he said that he was not involved with any of that stuff up until September the 3rd, when he made a full actual confession. All right, Nico. All right. Anyway, they said he rambled on. They had a, Eight-hour interrogation, first of all. First of all, it was eight-hour interrogation. That's like a whole entire workday. Imagine being at work all day, and the police were like, so what you was doing? Where you was at? Who was there? What it smelled like when you was there? What you had on? What color was the shoes you had on? For eight hours. Anyway, he confessed, and he told the police (laughs) that those were acts of sacrifices to Apophis. Apophis. Now, I know I'm rambling, but ask, let me figure this out. Egyptian gods, to me, when I look things up, were never the ones that required human sacrifice. Unless I, maybe I need to look that up, but I don't remember anything in Greek mythology leading towards Greek gods and deities that required blood human sacrifices, I might be wrong, and if I am, I know y'all going to tell me because y'all like to tell me if I'm wrong. But I'm going to look it up. We're going to see because I don't know. So at that point, he was then charged with four counts of murder, of course. He pleaded to all four counts, and then he stated in a handwritten letter (laughs) that he would protect Apothec's kingdom with animalistic savage brutality. (sighs) So... Either him being mm, diagnosed with the schizophrenia or is doing a lot for him or he genuinely is mentally disturbed and believes this or he's just trying to be crazy because if you're crazy, guess what they won't do? They won't execute you in the death penalty. So it's giving either he's super smart or he genuinely is off his fucking rocker. I don't know. So on February the 19th of 2014, he actually filed a federal lawsuit sinking $24.5 million from the state of Nebraska based on a wrongful arrest. (laughs) He said that his claims of him hearing voices and stuff were ignored and that when he was put in solitary confinement, it only agitated his schizophrenia. So that made him ended up confessing and he didn't mean all those things and he needs money because y'all didn't listen to him when he said he has schizophrenia he also stated that (laughs) correctional officers were responsible for the four murders (laughs) not him the police was out here doing that okay so in late 2014 nico took some sort of shiv while he was in jail and carved a Charles Manson-style swastika into his face. And also, in early 2015, he also had a really long history of self-mutilation because if you see his pictures, his face is really actually fucked up. Lots of scar tissue, his body, it's, it's a lot. And the, the shitty part about it is, he still looked good, y'all. I, <laughs> I hate it, but he still is giving a look. The bone structure, the chin dimple. Anyway, (laughs) he attempted to carve the number 666 in his forehead while looking at a mirror. But, (laughs) but (laughs) the mirror was backwards, big dog. And it came out a (laughs) 999. He was very upset about that. He was very upset about that. (laughs) So then right after that, he then attempted to slice his tongue in half so he can give the serpent tongue of apophis and he took the blood from doing that and smeared it all over the walls of his jail cell so we're going to keep going cuz you know Nico has lots of things going on so in october of 2015 while awaiting trial let me rewind that so you hear what i actually just said in october of 2015 2 years later while awaiting trial, because he still hasn't been to trial yet, he's in jail cutting up his face, doing all this stuff. Still waiting to um, go to trial. Hmm. So <laughs> this was the part that had me like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> While he was awaiting trial, he took another shank like option, and sliced off his dick in an attempt to make it look more like his favorite god Apophis. He failed miserably is what they said. I don't know what it looked like. I don't know what he was trying to give. I don't know what type of snake. (laughs) So not only was he cutting into his face, he cut his dick. Y'all. <laughs> I ain't never. I ain't never. When I heard that, it was like, oh, um, okay. like, mm, Okay. Anyway, a, they had a, a psychiatric evaluation after that, and they determined that he was actually faking all of these psychotic symptoms. He claimed that he was battling schizophrenia, bipolar, and obsessive-compulsive. The evaluation the evaluation, said he actually only suffered from antisocial personality disorder, which majority of serial killers and mass murderers suffer from. You ain't got no friends. Your family don't fuck with you. So you draw into yourself and come up with something that makes you popular whether it's murder, mayhem, or mystery. I don't know. (laughs) At that point, he was definitely declared competent to stand trial. And throughout the proceedings, he was disruptive. Like, there's videos on YouTube. Just go look at them. He was in court hollering, talking, talking shit, speaking in tongues, laughing at the prosecutors as they talked about the deaths and what he did or whatever. And he was sitting there out loud talking to his homeboy. You know exactly who his homeboy is. Cause I don't it six times, talking to Apophis out loud. That means he was in he was in there somewhere mentally, I guess. Apophis was in the corner, curled up like a snake. Hey Nico, thank you for all these sacrifices. This has been a great week. <laughs> it really has. Ciao. All right, so at the end of all that at the end of all his crazy shenanigans in the court in jail in the lobby of the courtroom all those things he was definitely sentenced to a death for those murders and on top of that an extra 450 years (laughs) so you got charged with death d-e-a-f is what i'm gonna call it okay or d-e-f And then you got 450 years. So, nigga, you die. And you be in jail. Your spirit gonna be in jail for 450 years after you done hit the upper room. I don't really know how that's gonna work, but court schmort, I don't know. So, that was in May of 2017. So, that's a four-year ordeal. Four full years of Nico's shenanigans, craziness, mutilation, All these things. All for him to get death and 450 years on the side. It's giving mashed potatoes with the 450. Maybe a little gravy. Maybe the death is a little gravy on the life mashed potatoes, if you will. (laughs) Girl. So, of course, he's currently on death row. And in 2018, he attempted to slice his throat open. Of course he did. It's like mm, I might as well get up out of here. Ain't no damn, I ain't doing nothing else. So then, in 2019, he used a cutting device to mutilate his neck again and his eyes in an attempted suicide, and he was temporarily sent to a psychiatric hospital. So his face looks completely different now than it did from when he was in there. It's given, it's all types of, it's a lot. It's a lot. Not only is half his face covered in tattoos. The other half is literally covered in scars. And people are saying that he was one of the serial killers. Like, if you look at him wrong, he's going to fuck you up. He's going to kill you or, I mean. Like he wore shades in court. And literally stared at people and dared them to look at him. (laughs) It's giving wild out for me. Now. At this point, as of 2022, Nico is still on death row and they have also issued a death sentence stay for him because he has been found mentally incompetent and you cannot unalive mentally incompetent inmates. So... They don't know when he's going to be found competent. They don't know where or how or whatever, but there's been a stay placed on that execution and he will not be executed at any time soon until he's mentally competent to get knocked off. I do know it's a money thing more than likely because it's like, (laughs) girl, if he's mentally incompetent, And he's still killing people. Let's just keep him alive just to make sure he knows what's happening when we knock him off. Justice system. I love it. But on the bright side of things, Nico's supposed to be getting married soon. (laughs) There was this advocate out of Texas named Andrea Arguello or something like that. And she met him. And because she was doing some information, like doing something at the jail where he was and she met him. And no, sorry, it's not Angela. It was Don. Don Aguello. The only reason I remember Don because I pictured his face right now. And he has a tattoo of Don's name amongst the rest of the tattoos on his face. Now, I looked at her Instagram last night and because she still has active Instagram. Doesn't look like they've gotten married, but... She has a picture that he sent her last month from jail and has a heart in the corner. It says, love Nico Jenkins, like with his signature. It's giving white t-shirt tucked into your khakis. I'm never getting out of jail, but I got enough to take pictures in front of the background. Like I'm at club 925. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Nico was a lot. The stories, I mean, I've heard this story before a lot. And when I found it and I had to look up the pictures, I was like, Okay, it's, it's it's giving something that I don't know how to take, but it's like the likelihood and the bad juju of people that run across somebody like that, just living their random fucking life is wild. Imagine you leave, being a bartender and you leaving your shift. Some light-skinned man with muscles pull up on you. Sup, big dog? Get a cheeseburger. Oh, I don't have any extra money. I just got off work. Sorry, it's fucking two in the morning. I don't talk to people. I'm not talking to no fucking weirdos pulling up on me in the drive-through at two o'clock in the morning after I've been at work. Especially not no big black dude with tattoos or any dude with tattoos. Period. Only to get snatched out of the car and never make it home to your three kids and your husband, cause he's mentally unstable. And now he's not going to die for it because he's still mentally unstable. I don't like it. However, Nico makes for good content for people because the things that he's done is literally nothing more for me than shock value. I think he does it just because if he's already going to be the bad guy, might as well give the people something a little razzle dazzle, a little salt bait or something, something to talk about. I don't know, but he's still in jail. Ain't no excuse in dating site. And um, that's that. That's the story of Nico Jenkins. Grew up as a felon child, whole family of felons. A lot of people will study his case because they think that psychologically coming from something like that. It's almost like predetermined that you was going to be this way. I don't know. We can talk about it elsewhere. I'll, when I post it, we can talk about that, too. But anyway, love y'all. Thanks for listening. Not going to do a long, drawn-out exit because I don't want to. Follow me everywhere. Same name, In Killing Color. Love y'all. Bye. Um, So, (laughs) really, all I'm going to say is that I don't want to be lifting my hands to praise any God that's going to form his crusty lips to ask me to cut off my dong <laughs> I'm just that is never going to happen I don't think that was something that Apophis would have wanted because it's the phallus it's giving it's giving serpent we need it's one eye it's giving <gasps> okay no, that's it okay bye y'all for real <laughs>